I told you six times I wanted onions on this. Sir, I put it myself. You don't think I know what onions are? I'm not paying for that. Speak English, fucking immigrant. Mark Johnson, age 48, screamed, get out of my country before opening fire on Mr. Singh. He was later found hiding in a local diner where he asked the owner to hide him, saying he killed one of those Arabs. You'll play it. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition. We're still doing this thing. Though, uh, we haven't done this in a while, so I'm blaming the coronavirus like the rest of us are. Uh, Bridge the Culture Podcast, man. I'm your host, Jazz Singh. Uh, thank you for choosing in all the free time that you now have to spend your lonely hours with us and stuff. Um, our guest uh, today is a actor, a writer, and a director out of L.A. Um, he, You heard a clip from one of his films. He's got two of them, man. Two films on the B-Raja TV platform. Speaking of which, B-Raja TV, I keep telling you every week, not really, but every time we do one of these things, why haven't you got it yet? It's free. It's free. You don't got to pay for Netflix. I mean, you already did because they're out there. But anything else, it's free. You log on, you get to watch some premium, premium South Asian American content, man. And and our, our guest is uh, Nardeep Kumri. He's got two. He's got two films on there, two short films for you to pass your time with. One of them is called Monogamish, and the other one is called Bug, which means turban. And how fitting, it's about me. No, I'm just kidding. It's not about me, but that's not the point. It could be. That's the problem. So... Without further introductions, uh, here it is. It's uh, Nardeep himself. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm curious. Uh, I'm just. I have a thing with last names. Your last name is it just Kumri or what? How how are we saying this? It's a uh, Kormi. Kormi. What did I say? Wow. Kumri. I went. I, mean, I, I, I went weirdly South Asian with it. I apologize. Yeah. Um. Kormi. All right. Cool. 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 Uh, how are you? How are you? Where are you? You're in L.A. Quarantined hey, yeah. out. Quarantined out. I'm good. Living in L.A. Quarantined out. Uh, making sure I'm social distancing and wearing a face mask and gloves now. You know, we're I can, I can confirm. Y'all can't see it. He's not doing either. He's not. not I'm in my home. I'm in my home. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. The corona's outside in my home. Fair, fair, <laughs> yeah, fair man. Enough. We're living in crazy times. It's... um. It's it's strange, you know. Uh, L.A. is known for traffic, and uh, I'll just say that this is like the sky. I'm like looking at it right now. It's the cleanest sky I've ever seen in the city. I've been here for about eight, almost <laughs> nine years. It's the yeah. cleanest sky. It smells like delicious. Uh, the streets are open. It's uh, it's like Mother Nature's. Like okay, I'm going on a vacation. Yeah, yeah. I'm sick of you. You babysit yourselves for a change, and yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. No, it's funny. I, I was just telling uh, my mom this morning. I was saying that you know it's a re- it's a really gorgeous day outside, and that was all I had to say. <laughs> that was the extent of the conversation. It was not. It wasn't like go for a walk or go you know go somewhere. It was just like I'm just gonna acknowledge how nice of a day it is outside. I want a photographer to do a, a photo exhibit of basically just shooting people looking out their windows blissfully <laughs> during this coronavirus yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. It's very. I'm with it. It'd I'm be just, like a very Edward Hopper style. Yeah. Like, 
Yes, yes, yes. Lonely, lonely days and and bright days, and then just yeah. and then substitute it with like an image of what they're looking at, and it's just like the most serene thing. So we, in comparison, look terrible just with our with our bed head and just like crusty eyes. Like I wish I could be out there, just like pushed up against the glass, like Star Trek. Just come on. I'm saving the environment by not taking a shower right now. That's what I. That's Listen, what I think. you're. I'm glad you're telling people this. I'm glad we are just letting it all out. Wasting water. That's the preparation we did. I I got ready full on you can't see it but i really dressed up today hey so am i i'm wearing a tuxedo you have no idea <laughs> that's true your tuxedo is way better than my hoodie i got going on uh but yeah all right so you're out in la uh have you always been out there let's get a little bit of your origin story we're gonna do things different on bridge the culture this week this week <laughs> this time uh, because uh because the films are widely available on b roger tv b roger tv if you haven't already it's available on android apple amazon roku other devices they haven't invented yet, but they're doing it now because we're all stuck inside. Um, so if you haven't already, watch them. And now that you've seen them, because I assume you don't listen to this if you haven't seen the film. That's just that's crazy talk. Um, we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about all the nitty gritty stuff that you have apparently seen already. Um, so before we get into that, we're going to just ask the man some questions about where he comes from, his origin story, if you will. Uh, tell us a little about yourself, man. So you're in LA now. You just said you you've been there for a, a bunch of time, but uh, previously, prior, previously on Nerdeep's, uh Yeah. So so my dating profile. Uh, I was. Uh, uh, That's what I do this for. Truly, this is why I really want to meet other creatives and make a connection. This is just an extreme Tinder. This is like the most involved <laughs> Tinder swipe I've ever done. It really. This is really the best Tinder. We should change our name. <laughs> this is really the best way to Tinder. I don't know. Tinder's doing it wrong. Tinder is doing it wrong. Well, this is probably what Tinder's like right now, anyway. Um, yeah, no, so... A lot, a lot of Skype calls. <laughs> exactly. Well, everyone's going on dates with Zoom. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, okay. So I was born in Switzerland, uh, and uh, I grew up in Europe for the first, like, five, six years of my life. Um, immigrated to the United States, lived in New Jersey, and in um, the suburbs of Philly, predominantly, which is where I went to spend primary school, high school, and then I moved to New York and uh, went to school there for college. I studied at NYU uh, for film. Um, did a stint in Prague in the Czech Republic uh, doing a film program there as well. And then lived in New York during the recession and uh, was there for almost eight years. Uh, and then, you know, road tripped out to L.A. and made my home base out here. Uh, for the last 10 years, I've been uh, making short form content. Uh, predominantly in the fashion industry, actually. Um, so shooting and editing, you know, fashion films for magazines, BTS videos, featurettes, all that fun stuff, uh, paying the bills that way. And then um, also, I'm also an actor. So the last three, four years have been really lovely in particular, and uh, I do a lot of stage, um, so I'm doing a lot of theater. Um, was supposed to be doing the importance of being earnest, actually, right now, uh, but coronavirus decided to say... Do it right now. We we'll, we'll push that our entire conversation. Oh, you know, I, I couldn't be bothered. It's fine. I was I was willing to help you out. I was going to be a scene partner and everything. And I know, right? Um, and then uh, I'm on a on a show right now called Mira Royal Detective, which is right. a, which is a really awesome um, animated show on Disney Junior. Um, um, it's like Disney's first South Asian uh, cartoon with entire South Asian cast, and it's you know. The main character, Mira, she's not a princess. She's a detective. So it's like a, it's a fun crime <laughs> cartoon. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get to that because I want to, I love voice acting and I'm, I'm, 
extremely jealous now. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll definitely we'll get that at the tail end. Um, Other than that, you know, just writing, acting, and directing. That's a little bit about me. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you said it was a road trip out to LA. What was that? Just a, by by virtue of like what you've been doing on the East Coast, it just made sense to get out there at that point? Yeah, I mean, so when I graduated school, you know, I, I don't have any family in the industry. Like many South Asian folks, my parents hated the fact that I wanted to be in entertainment. Uh, hey, and, mom and dad. <laughs> hey, love you, mom. Love you, dad. Uh, but, you know, I mean, they would admit to it, I'm sure, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was in New York and I was working there. And New York, I love the city, but it's very hard to live in as, a, as an artist who's, you know, trying to make ends meet. And it's hard when you realize you're spending two thirds of your paycheck just on that small box you're sleeping in. Yes. Um, and I figured LA would have more opportunities for me, particularly for someone who had no connections um, other than the people that he met in film school. Uh, so I packed up my car and took a two-week road trip out to LA and also got to see the United States because I think that's that's something as Americans we you know very rarely do is actually see the country we live in. Um, you know, we take it for granted and it's such a big, vast, beautiful place. So, you know, I was like, you know, let's do it. I don't have a job, I don't have any prospects. <laughs> let's go spend two weeks in my car and get out to LA and then, you know, start from scratch, so to speak. Uh and uh, that was kind of the impetus. It just was sort of like, you know, we need some. I need something new. I have my skills from New York. I have that mentality. Now let's go make a run for it in L.A. For all the aspirings out there. Not now, because there's no country to see, man. There's no country to see. Uh, I meant that in more ways than one. That was a layered, that was a layered uh, statement. <laughs> getting, getting real deep, uh, stuck, stuck inside. Um, all right, well, that's wicked. So uh, we'll jump right into it. We'll jump right into the work. Uh, you've done a, a whole bunch of stuff, obviously, prior to the two films we're going to discuss. Um, uh, they're up online. You can check them out on Vimeo. Uh, real interesting stuff. But for the sake of this podcast, we'll keep it kind of narrow to uh, the two pieces, if that's okay. And then, like I said, anything you want to talk about uh, as like a reference, by all means, people are smart these days. They'll go look stuff up. Um, so we'll start with Monogamish because... I want to. Um, so uh, it's interesting, man. So my, my backstory with Monogamish, I told I think I told you, I, I saw it at a festival uh, where it was playing at the same uh, time or like the same block as one of my films. Uh, shameless plug on my end. Um, so it was a, kind of a, a real family crowd. And and <laughs> I and for the you all have already seen it. So, you know why I said that. Um and then the monogamous starts, right? And uh, I'm with a group of my friends, and we're all watching it. And everyone just starts immediately, like, because this is now this is much different from what we've seen. And we're thinking, okay, well, here, you know, he's flaunting this. He's flaunting these beautiful bodies in front of us. And how 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 much further could this man go? And then, oh, does he go further? Um, and then I just my I wasn't even watching the movie at a certain point. I was watching everybody else around us, these uncles and aunties. Uh, and their reactions to like, because I, I, my whole thing was like, I told the room I was like, hey, I'm, start counting how many people just get up and go to the bar or get up and 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 like walk out. I because I was so like, I'm waiting. I want to see this reaction happen live. Um, not that many people got up, which I don't know what that says about us, but it was weird. So uh, let's be real. There's 1.5 billion of us on the planet. That's what I. Yeah, yeah. So they were just like, they were actually just like, hmm, this is uh, this is take notes, take notes. 
<laughs> right. So uh, give us a little breakdown uh, of Monogamish for the five people who still haven't watched it on B-Raja TV after sure. I told them to watch it. Uh, so Monogamish is about a non-monogamous polyamorous relationship. Um, and the conversation about the rules uh, people have in these relationships and how complicated they can get um, when honesty and truth are of the importance and when you sort of break the rules within that relationship uh, without telling the other person, <clears throat> kind of in a nutshell. Um, yeah. the, the impetus of the project, so uh, the writer and lead actor of it, um, he's one of my best friends, Sachin Bhatt. So, so he, uh, he and I went, we've known each other for 10 years. We actually did a short film together where we acted in, in, in New York when I was living there. And um, we reconnected when I moved out to LA and we've been in the same acting class for five years. And um, at the time I was seeing someone who uh, basically threw on me that she was in a polyamorous relationship and wanted me to be the hard part of it. But she didn't tell me that before we started dating and seeing each other, <clears throat> which you know threw me for a loop uh, to say the least. And uh, I didn't wind up I didn't wind up pursuing the relationship, but I really started to think about this concept of polyamory and 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 um, unconventional relationships. You know, not what we're really taught of as like a monogamous sort of society. Yeah. And uh, I started reading a bunch of literature, the ethical slut being one of them, and realized that a lot of my friends actually uh, live this lifestyle. And uh, I mentioned it to Suchin. And he was like, well, you know, I live a monogamous lifestyle with his partner. He does. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, why don't you write it then? Uh, since you live it, you know, I'm coming at it from the outside perspective. Yeah. So it was the first thing he wrote and I thought it turned out really interesting and really lovely. And we decided to do a Kickstarter, put it together. Um, we had a couple of things that we really were important to us in it was a showing the non-monogamous, uh, non-traditional lifestyle, uh, particularly from a South Asian perspective, because I think our community is so conservative and generally thinks as ourselves as more conservative, <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that we don't think in these more liberal ways. Um, so it was really important for us to, to, to show that. Um, also, the lead character, spoiler alert, is uh, in, a, in a relationship with a man. So to also show that this is a... a in the movie bisexual man who's in this non, uh, in this, uh, monogamous relationship. Um, and then as you said, that, that uncomfortable reaction, you know, uh, again, I feel like South Asians on camera have a very limited scope at the point at this moment. It's either we're like the funny best friend or the techie or like the hot chick. Or, Sometimes all three, all know. three at the same time, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but, but we very rarely get to see ourselves as sexual beings, as like fully realized sexual beings using our bodies, um, and, and embracing that kind of lifestyle and, um, um, perspective. So that was kind of the impetus of the project. We wanted to see South Asian bodies being sexy, doing real stuff in a complicated, um, relationship. <laughs> I think, yeah, that was the, I think when... In the context that I which I'd seen it, I think was was unique, but also so like uh, again, it's not a spoiler. Y'all should have watched it uh, or turn this off or don't turn it off. Listen to us, but like whatever. Um, at the end of the movie, so we basically watched this kind of back and forth between male and female, and 
uh, for the most part, it gives off, and maybe this was the point, like, it gives off the illusion that, like, these two are a thing. Um, and then I, I think what, maybe because I was paying attention more to the reaction than I was the film at, at a certain point, uh, when the f- reveal happens at the end, when he's in bed with uh, with uh, his uh, his male partner, I feel like, I think at that point is when the audience was like, I'm not having fun anymore. I just, just like, they were just like that was like record needle scratch. Uh, this is not this is not what I was enjoying. Um, but so was that a conscious decision not to either um, not to show that early or to reveal that early or was that all like was that the plan to just like make sh- that's how you get people in? I, I'm curious as to was that was that a conscious choice to go and then we're going to show the other partner so the audience is to go wait a minute that changes my my own like attitude and my uh how i'm even absorbing the material i'm watching because when it's a man and a woman getting it on everyone's just like this is uncomfortable but hey this is the normal way to do it and they're and they and they buy into it as weird as you know they they might they may not understand the context or the language or whatever but it's quote-unquote normal and then you throw that post thing on them and then all of a sudden they they have to now kind of go like what almost have to question well i'm okay with that why am i not okay with that and is that so that that sounds like it could have been a that was the point but then i'm curious to go would you have would you you as a director maybe did you want to push it a bit more and maybe show both being fluid like i I don't know if on a story perspective that was the if you wanted to do that or if that ever came up and i'm just curious about that like why not uh show the other side and go all right deal with it uncle deal with it so uh yes so the reveal at the end was uh was a thing in the script we wanted to play with audience perception uh, as you said so this idea of um so so our main character's sexual fluidity uh, we didn't necessarily hide it. We just didn't. No. We just didn't say anything about it, right? So, like at the beginning yeah. of the movie, he's texting Ashley. It's a it's a non gender uh, specific name, um, and also the idea that the woman in the in the movie Nishi she uh, clearly knows about Ashley, and she doesn't have an issue with it either. So basically, what you're saying is exactly what we wanted to do. That sort of twist, for lack of a better term. Um, mm-hmm. is to make the audience confront their own um, uh, uh, prejudices against what they view as a traditional or non-traditional relationship, right? Um, and then also we wanted to juxtapose the two relationships, whereas uh, his relationship with her was very much uh, lustful and passionate and, and, and seems to live in this space of, 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 of just wanting sex for lack of you know better term even though they do connect his relationship with his male partner ashley at the end is very loving is very is very warm it's very quiet and soft and and is very much a partnership um so we wanted to juxtapose those two things and throw that in the audience's face particularly you know they see south asian audiences who like you said would have that reaction of oh no 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 like I'm on board with this until I'm not on board with it. But then the question is, why aren't you on board with it now? They clearly love each other. What's wrong with this relationship, and why is that yeah. one so much better? That I, one's so I, better. I, I'd actually I'd made the joke when your so your film finishes with the two of them in bed, yeah. um, and I turned to the people I was with and I said, guys, 
we're about to watch 15 more minutes of now this. Like, we're going to see... We got 15 minutes of the man-on-woman action. Now we're going to get some man-on-man action. I'm in for this. And then it didn't happen, so you tease. Um, <laughs> but then I was... Then I was like... Then we all got into big chance of sequel, sequel. Um, some of the uncles joined. It was kind of it was kind of unifying. It was like, oh, I, I see you, uncle. I see you. Um, but yeah, that, that to me is like... That could be a whole... Uh, you could have like a whole monogamish anthology, man. Like that would be... Uh, that'd be cool to see. Well, that's, ideas well, that's the idea, now. right? So such an, uh, we had such a great time with the project and it was almost an exercise to begin with. And it wound up being this really interesting piece that we created. And, um, he's in the process of writing a pilot right now based off of that relationship and the sort of characters in the pilot, in the short and expanding on the universe. And, but yeah, that re- I love that that reaction happened. I mean, that's the idea, right? Like, w- we're not all the same type of person. And uh, I think the monogamish, I really enjoy it because it's like, if this, like, also I feel like, uh, not to, you know, if the story was just about a bunch of white people, no one would really bat an eyelash. They'd be like, all right, fine. Our people wouldn't. It would just be another notch on the belt of like, look what these people do. (laughs) It'd be like on on every level, even for like us, it would be like, man, they made another one of these again. Um, And but for them, it'd be like, see the heathens. And I'd be like, listen, man. Like I, I mean, I think I like that we're at that point now. Um, Like I know I have that reaction now, like innately, where I'll be like, and or like if I'm defending a project that I'm working on. Uh, I find that my weird, my go-to defenses, I was like, listen, you've seen like 30 of these when it's, um, you know, some generic white dude doing it. Uh, and, and that's not to say like, sometimes that can hurt us. We're like, oh, we're just making X, but with us in it. But like there, I guess people don't understand. And I get questions a lot from my scripts where somebody will ask me like culturally, uh, cultural related questions. And I go, listen, you wouldn't ask that question if you understood it. Um, like I can already tell when like if I, I get her feedback back, I'll look at it and go, "Yep, this critic was white," or like you know, this reader was white, because right. it it just wouldn't the question wouldn't happen, um, or like that note would not happen if it was. I'm not saying it's a brown white thing. I'm just saying if you're ethnic at all, or if you're a minority at all, there are certain questions that we don't question because it's like I get it, I understand, and. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, uh, and this ties into bug because like I, I think I told you I'm working on a feature, um, and uh, a lot of the notes I get back, uh, it's been kind of a, a struggle, and I'm not going to make this all about me, I promise. Um, but and I maybe maybe bug, you know, let's, let's switch gears now. Unless you have anything else to say about monogamish, then we'll go to bug. But if uh, do you have anything? Like I said, it, it opens a door. I was I'm glad that it opened a door for you professionally. It sounds like for your friend who wrote it and is now. Um, creating a universe, which would be great. Um, but yeah, would you, uh, I guess, would you do, I mean, I mean, you'll probably be a part of that, right? You'll do more of that, I imagine. Yeah. Tell him you want to act in it. Come on, you got to get in on that. Get in on that. I've been telling him, man, I've been telling him. Uh, you know what, well, yeah, so, it, I mean, just to kind of piggyback off what you were saying there a little bit, it's a, which I think will dovetail into Bog a little bit, but it's yeah. this idea of um, uh, explaining or living in, Right. And um, monogamish was an example of not wanting to explain anything and, and just showing these characters living their life and whatever their life may be so that those questions about monogamous relationships and non-monogamous relationships and, you know, how are we with our partners regardless of sexuality, um, that those questions can be asked. 
Um, and I think like those cultural things are specific too, like monogamous. Again, these two are two, they're very much Indian Americans and that's very much a part of the film. They never shy away from that. Mm-hmm. And especially the two leads, their connection over that Indian Americanness versus, you know, Sagar, the lead and Ashley, who is white, they're, they don't have that connection. You know what I mean? Just playing with those different things. It, no, that's, uh, it's, I'm just, this is just something that popped in my head, but I, uh, I don't know if you, you've seen, uh, the namesake, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I was trying to explain. This is a weird tangent that just came to my head because you mentioned like two Indian Americans, and then he's with a white guy. Um, but in in the both the book and in the movie, um, he starts dating a white girl and brings her into the family and all that. And I remember uh, I watched it with my mom once upon a time, and so she. It was funny to like watch her reaction to like at first she was like oh white girl but then like as the movie goes she's like oh i like this white girl um and then he breaks up with her after the death of his father and my mother's just like what why would he do that to her like poor her and stuff and then he eventually gets with the 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 culturally similar indian girl who like they grew up together and they end up getting divorced spoiler alert if you haven't seen the namesake or read the book get with it everybody this is bridge the culture for a reason so uh but, but it's but it's so I mean it's and my mother was just like like she hated the Indian girl and <laughs> and so she at towards the end she was just like what like he had such a good good girl and like Dabu liked her and it, it was right and it was she was just like what is wrong with you and then I was like we need more of you mom we need more of you and so like it's that it's that idea that like uh you're not wrong and again this only came up because I know your point was completely opposite of what I was trying to make but like the general the sense was uh having that having that similar be it cultural or be it religion be it whatever right just having that that's something that unfortunately you're just not gonna ha- like you're just not gonna have with somebody outside of that but now i think what the what our what our kind of what our people tend to do is they go that's the foundation that is the only foundation don't stop building why are you building more on top of that don't build you've got the best foundation right here fertile land and stuff and we're kind of like huh? Well, what? So you both know what Chapati's tastes like. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's like, yeah, she she has the same curfew I do. That's not that's not you know. So we both have to be home at the same time. I don't know if that's the uh, the 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 basis of this relationship. Uh, yeah, I I I love that example. I mean, I remember reading that book and being like, I had the exact same reaction. Uh, I was like, man, this dude's an idiot. This girl loved him, and he loved her, and now he's going out, and like, great, he loved this Indian girl too, but she's, you know, cheating on him, and, you know, and, and also the idea of being- Monogamish that chick. Monogamish that shit, exactly, right? So, and and that was, you know, that's, again, to go back to monogamish a little bit, that's kind of what we were exploring, or <laughs> wanting to touch upon, this idea that just because you're connected in one way doesn't mean that you're connected in the other way, and you exactly. can't really deter- you know, even the way you live a sexual lifestyle and how you decide you want to live your relationships. Sometimes you can't, you you don't decide that. It just is, you know, sexuality just is. It's not, you know, I don't think it's something that you can just be like, all right, today I'm going to be this thing. Uh, It doesn't work that way, you know, so I don't know. No, that's, uh, again, if that tangent didn't help your point, I apologize, but (laughs) (laughs) that was just, I just wanted to drop a, drop a namesake. I love that movie. And I I just, I feel like it's a, it was a formative experience reading that once upon a time. 
Um, I love the details in that movie, right? Like yeah, yeah. the way Miranera shoots like the feet and, and, and just the details of like the putting the chili in the cereal. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I guess that's one of those things where, uh, uh, it, it's, good to see it like you you see it because and i was i was younger obviously and it was just like okay well i liked what it did with so i've always made the point that like for some reason they only want to put us in the category of we're either just fresh off the boat in our stories or uh we've just befallen some racist tragedy (laughs) and and uh i used and obviously i'm guilty of it because i've i've now written a feature that is both about immigration and and fresh off of racial tragedy but uh the idea of like for some reason our stories aren't uh they're not important until that point like they're they want to know how you got here but don't tell us anymore mm-hmm. or they want to know how have you dealt with the crippling uh you know the blow that we've dealt with you as a, as a people and i and i remember like recently i watched uh, uh 1917 and there you've seen it okay and then there's a there's a just again a blo- the fact that we're talking about it i shouldn't have to but like it's this blase scene of of soldiers and then in amongst these this caravan of soldiers are these two sikh soldiers yeah. and uh nothing no nothing's made of it it's just it's there it's just there um and i remember thinking like man granted I, my my critique was like only two come on what is this what is this minority like bust like the two, they're the first two brown people in any yeah, yeah. World, World War II movie. Uh, like watching Dunkirk and being upset that like, <laughs> where are the fucking Sikh regiments? And you are, and you auditioned for Dunkirk, so let's throw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and they're, like, they're too brown. I'm like, there were brown people on yeah. this beat. Yeah. Well, it's, so I I actually point out that uh, if if you've all seen Wonder Woman, yes. uh, they're again they don't have dialogue, but like it's a very yeah, yeah, and there's and there's more than two. Sam Mendes, what are you doing? DC got you beat, bro. And so, and uh, hey, Sam Mendes' guy talked. No, so. that, that's that's okay. No, I love Sam Mendes, um, but no, he does. He does talk. Uh, I really liked his trench coat he had on. Anyway, gonna, I'm gonna try to find. He was a very fashionable male, that man. Um, but it was like the idea. He did. He did yeah. Uh, so I remember thinking, like, looking at that, and I just, it's the casuality of like, they're there. And I, and I feel like we, and I told someone, I said, look, you realize it may happen. Maybe we'll be the pioneers of it at some point if we're lucky in, in Hollywood. But when are we going to get 1917 with that regiment, right? Like, what, not, you know, or forget the war. Like, even people have been coming over to the United States since the 1900s and prior and stuff. You know, we can get, you know, we got 310 to Yuma. Where are we at? There are a lot of railroads in that movie. Where are we on those railroads? Like things like that, where we we allow we allow stories to be told, stretching back Lord knows how far, and we're invested in them. Well, then, like then, I, I always say that until we get our versions of, you know, the nineteen twenties, the nineteen like over the years, until we get our films that way, I feel like all of our films, even with the immigration stuff, is like nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties. Well, so so I actually been doing a. Uh, so a lot of my work has been about re- recently is about the South Asian diaspora in America in particular and, yeah. and in England. In, and so I have a war movie at some point that I want to make about, uh, a re- uh, about a Sikh regiment in particular in Italy. But um, I think it's an interesting uh, uh, sort of uh, obstacle you bring up. And I think it's because memories are short and, and our community in particular does not like talking about, um, histories of oppression or pain 
in general, right? It's like the idea is that you came to America to forget about all of the past, even if it happened in America. Um, hmm. And yes, we did immigrate in the, in the early 1900s, but majority of people who are able to make art are of the recent immigrant class, right? Um, so in the, and in the same way that sort of the Asian American community or the, you know, uh, dealt with internment and railroads and things like that in a very major way, or refugees with the Vietnamese and the Koreans and things like that, South Asians haven't really had to face a lot of that up front. And I think as a result, the stories have been sort of trapped in terms of trying to figure out what is our identity within this place. And we haven't really explored those kinds of things yet. And I think once we get the storytellers to do that, which I think we're the beginning of that, and maybe it's us, maybe it's the next generation that really is able to capitalize on it. We tell those stories in addition to telling the stories of us just existing. I think kind of winds up happening holistically. Um, yeah. I don't know if I, that made sense. No, no, it, it does. Because I, 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 I'm, I'm totally, like I said, it's always, it's always weird to me. Like, I've always been the advocate. Like, uh, even growing up, I always tell people, like, oh, I, you know, like before Obama, I was like, I, I, I grew up pretty post-racial. And that, that's ignorant of me to say yeah. Uh, now, but like it's as a kid, it felt it felt like the reality. Like it felt like kid from Jersey had a whole bunch of you know everyone around me was different. Um, yeah. Me being who I was after the first kind of iterations of of what you know kids are jerks. Um, and then eventually you you kind of you know you build your your little clubhouse so to speak. And then I realized like man, yeah. We did it. Like we did. Like, we're good. Um, then you get older and realize, oh, adults messed everything up. Um, and so you're kind of like, oh man, I like why? Why was it so? Eh. Like it was just like what is when you're younger. Um, if you you know if you grew up uh, in a good way, but like it's to me it always struck me as like well then I, I I've been mentally I've equipped myself to go this is how it's supposed to be, and then when you grow up you realize it's not always like that, and then your brain kind of has to reconcile why and how can you try to fix that um in your own kind of like uh neighborhood or community and not like literally but also literally um even to talk about in like even in america like in his some history books in the united states you know try to downplay slavery yeah it, it definitely it's funny i so like i don't know again i are we the same age are we can we put that on blast or yeah, we're the same age <laughs> all right we're the same age we have now, to be. Notice how he didn't tell me how old he is because he's like, "Where was the image?" Where was the image? Yeah, that's it. We're, ne we're never gonna know. Um, I am late twenties to mid thirties. <laughs> oh, you're you're late late twenties to mid thirties. Well, I'm right there with you, brother. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Um, it's nice to have two posh, two posh mid twenty year olds having this brilliant conversation about our. Uh, I love how we're talking about this, and we're like, we are also imperialistic British now. We're, we're, we colonizers. Yeah, we we speak many languages, especially the ones who have taken over our lands. Um, so, uh, but yeah, like it's just that that idea of like I always used to go like, well, I wanna I wanna just kind of how I grew up and how I saw it uh, the world. It's just gonna be normal that I have friends of different uh, cultural backgrounds, different religions and all that stuff. And then you get older and go, oh, they're, st they're still catering to like, you know, the 50, 60 year old, you know, uh, the ones who run everything. And they're, and they, and so it's like, they, why would they ever want to be like, what, what you mean? Leave it to Beaver never evolved. No, I guess it didn't. Um, you know, so it's like, well, when, so that's just, I always find that. And then I find like you have to, like you said, you have to, at some point 
unfortunately or fortunately tell the stories like the stepping stone has to be how do you get people in and i think a lot of it is like you said certain stories are painful and certain stories uh do have that underlying uh tension and then at the same time uh as much as we just said earlier like oh we're the funny best friend sometimes you just need to fill a screen with uh you know the right faces and then go like look psychologically you're just gonna go to the movies or watch tv and go okay normalcy and uh, I guess you don't realize that you don't realize how impressionable. Like I, uh, this is going to be another tangent because this is what I do now. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted nothing more, like nothing more, than to like grow up and be Marty McFly from Back to the Future. And it wasn't until I was older that I realized that as a kid, as a child, as like six or seven years old, I, as a grown up, I wanted to be what I what was portrayed to me as a sixteen year old white boy who skateboarded, played the guitar, and had an eccentric best friend who had a time machine. And I didn't realize that like by me being so like gung ho about being Marty McFly that I was in my brain I was like oh I just want to be that guy, but I didn't even process it in the process of like he's I didn't even say I wanted to be like the brown Marty McFly I just wanted to be like him. I didn't process it under the under the guise of like, am I am I saying that I want to be this this white kid from Hill Valley, California? Um, and it wasn't until I was older that I was like, man, I I don't know, like I, I don't know, is that something? Now I feel like if you said something like that, they'd be like, listen, see, they got you. And I'm like, no, I just I want it. Doesn't mean I want to be. I don't know. Subconsciously, we're having a little psycho analysis moment here, but uh, that's what I look at, and I go, but like that, it was an innocence of I want to be like that kid. He's free. He does what he wants. Um, he's got a time machine. That must have been it. Like he had a cool car, and then, but like then I got older and I thought, man, I explain that to somebody and go like, yeah, when I was a kid, I didn't want to be me. I wanted to be this white kid um, because he could skateboard and stuff. I mean, but you know, I've been having these conversations with friends of mine, and I feel like that's such a complicated thing to unpack because when you don't have representation, obviously that's all you got, right? Right, right, yeah. And I don't think it was like. It may not have been conscious. I want to be that white kid. It may there may have been a subconscious thing. Of, oh, I would yeah. do that if I was white. But it, it's it's so well, complicated. So this is the, like the, the the conversation. The yeah, sorry, sorry. The conversation. It the way it happened was I, I again. I, I still have all my old like little school diaries and stuff. And so your assi- yeah, your assignments are as a kid are just always like dumb. Like they're just like write what you want to be or draw this or whatever. Um, and I was talking to a bunch of my friends and I just said that like, listen, uh, and then we got off into a tangent about how like, all right, well, fine. Peep this, everybody. 1985, right? Me, I'm Marty McFly. Obviously his name is like, his name is like Majinder or Manmeet or something, whatever it is. He wouldn't have the Irish background, but he'd still have the Punjabi background. So they'd still be drunk. Uh, so the general, uh, so I thought, okay, well now, and I go, fine, pitch it. Brown Marty McFly, right? Tell me if Brown Marty McFly... A would just be hitchhiking off the back of Jeeps on a skateboard going to school. No, he wouldn't have a girlfriend necessarily, a secret one. He wouldn't be saving no clock towers while making out and shit. And then I thought, okay, but the biggest thing, you think he'd be hanging around some old ass white dude with plutonium? All right. No matter what timeline you sent this in, if the Libyans were terrorists in 1985, the film's not going to get any better in 95 or 2005. You think a brown boy's just going to be lugging around? It's just not like the, you now have to make these changes. I know it's a fantasy film and it's sci-fi, and, and I love it to pieces. Seriously, it's my favorite. But you can't just 
throw me in there and go same movie because now this this kid doesn't go back to 1955 california his parents went to high school together movie changes it inherently can't work. It, yeah. So then I'm, and I'm, and maybe you go, people go, oh, you're thinking too logically. I'm like, yeah, but like that's the thing. When you start telling these stories about the other, that you don't, you can't just plant. Like as much as I'm saying, throw us in the in the in the scene, throw us in the you know the high school environment, whatever it may be. Modern day, we can do it. But if you're going to tell these intricate stories across time, take into consideration that like yeah. that the voice is going to have to change. And I find that that's what we need to do more of is to go. I'm like I'm very glad and I'm very appreciative that they are starting to give us that space or we're starting to make that space for ourselves but I still find that the voice isn't always all there. Yeah, I always I always get upset when I see um so as an actor, you know, we'll see a lot of breakdowns for ethnic ambiguous or open ethnicity or things like that. Yeah. And a lot of times they're slapping color on parts that were written just uniformly as white. And yeah, yeah. sometimes it's actually a great situation because they'll cast someone and then they'll rewrite the part to fit that person a little bit. And I don't mean like, oh, they talk in a specific way or whatever. Yeah. But it's like little detail work where it's like, okay, we're going to cast a Desi person here. Well, the way they talk about their mother might be different than the way we originally intended simply because of their upbringing. Or their challenges as a child, as you said, would be different than the way we thought of this guy as a white person. And we can inform it and make the character more... Uh, interesting as a result versus the other times when they just just have them do the part and not rewrite a thing and there's and there's and it's not that it doesn't work i mean it's still it's good in terms of the broader representation thing sure but you lose out on specificity and when you lose out on specificity it's this idea of presenting things as normal you know um i again I, i i this cartoon that i'm on and for disney is fantastic because like one of the kids' catchphrases is soggy samosas. And, you know, it, just the fact that little kids are going to hear samosa so much, little white kids, little, little brown kids are going to hear that and be like, oh, my God, that's like, I, we eat those every Sunday. Whatever. I, I don't and know then, if I appreciate the soggy part. I'm just going to say it. I'm just gonna, I, get, I, get, I get what they're trying to do, but that's a connotation we should not Oh, well, It's like when things go wrong. No, I know. No one wants a soggy samosa. I kid, I but, kid. But, but, you know, it's like, it's like the... For, no, it's, for other it's kids to see that. Yeah, no. and it, it, it's this idea of normalcy, which I think is what you're getting at. It's like we telling specific stories, but then also normalizing ourselves within the, those specific stories so that then we can do anything. And then suddenly you can make Castaway, and it's not just Tom Hanks on an island with with a with a volleyball. It's you know, Harman Preet Singh with a, a volleyball. I'd watch that. I'd watch. Uh, That'd be great. I'd watch. Uh, yeah, I'd watch a, a guy stuck on an island. He's brown. That'd be, be interesting. And you know that dude would know what to do. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the most. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm not the most. So I like. I am. De- I'm definitely. I watched that movie and I was like, yeah, I would talk to a volleyball. Like that would be the extent. The extent of my uh, survival would just be like, I would just talk to things. I wouldn't even make anything. I'd just be like, this is it. If they find me. I'm gonna go Gandhi and just lose a couple, a lot of pounds here, and that's all that's gonna happen. But uh, taxes. Yeah, I just. Uh, that's, a lot of bad food today, man. <laughs> that's it. Invest. That's it. it. It's it's something I wish never happens. Um, <laughs> in these quarantine times, I am only good enough to be cast away in my own home. Um, <laughs> and even then, not even I'm not even that good at that. I'm not even good at like being stuck in home. Um, yeah, my parents won't let me make anything. 
they're like, why? Why do you have to do anything? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not contributing and stuff. I'm like, do chores, do your chores and stuff. Um, no bamboo working here and stuff. You're setting a bad example. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. So it's funny that uh, we're gonna just go. But we'll talk about it later. But like, <laughs> Mira. Um, like I said, it's one of those things. It, it wasn't on my radar, and I, I just saw a bunch of promotion on it a couple weeks ago because it just debuted uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Like, like I said, it's it's that care of, and and it's weird because it's like they people are very weird about voice acting where there's like, well, like why does it matter if they're not of the you know the, the persuasion that we are representing? And I, and I, there's a part of me that gets it. We can get into the whole like Hank Azaria Apu thing. Um, but hey, decided not to play the part anymore. Right, right, right. Because um, that was definitely the move, and not just bring another South Asian guy. Uh, but uh, which is fine. Again, you do what you got to do. Um, hey, baby. Right, baby. Yeah, yeah. But like, it was the idea of like uh, people are like that. They're like, oh, why does the why does voice acting matter? And I thought, in some way, uh, it does. Because now imagine if like in your show in Mira, if they got you know any old, any old like just got anybody who's not brown. To be the characters now, does that? I mean, they did that. It's called Aladdin. So, um, and I love that movie. But hey, come on. Aladdin was my favorite Disney movie growing up, and it's highly problematic. Yeah. But you know. But hey, like again, you can't change the can't past change or what you thought of it. Like I still love Aladdin. I'm not going to hate. Right. Um, but the idea of like, if you went ahead and just cast, let's just say all white for the sake of the argument, of Mira, but like the visual was the you know all the brown things um do i think a part of me believes that yeah the that exposure like you said is still it's a good thing but there are degrees at which how much can you really live with the product and go like what are we like for me anyway like what are we doing where yes we're showing it but there's the heart of it's not there um i was i was watching this round table uh between writers and there was this white writer uh uh, who I, I I like his stuff, and he had just said that he had just kind of thrown out there like, oh, I, I have things that I write that are not just you know my aged middle aged men, white men, and he said that, and I and then he mentioned like, oh, you know, as writers we should have the freedom to write about anything, and then there was another woman on the panel she was black, and she said, she goes, look, people have done that, people have written novels, people have written movies and TV, it's not about. Because I feel like the defense always amongst like the people who are really bad at this are just like, what? We can't write anymore? Um, and then everyone's like, no, we just said you can't write shit anymore. Like, you can't write, you can't, yeah, you just don't be shitty. And so she said, like, look, write whatever you want. The world is vast. Re- you know, research is available. Talk to somebody. And her response was, if you do it right, if you're not just a tourist in this world, no one's going to hate you for it. Right, it's the fact that a lot of you are just like, I, what? I I watched Aladdin. I could write Mirrors of Royal Detective. Hire me, Disney, and then that's it. Like that's all it is. And you're kind of like, no, immerse yourself. So in this way, I think the best way to immerse yourself in this medium is to just say, yeah, we're just gonna get people of that background. Because from my understanding, I haven't seen it. I want to watch it. Uh, it's not like everybody on that show, like Cal Penn is on it, and a bunch of people are on it. No one's putting on some like Indian accent, despite it taking place in like Rajasthan or whatever. It's just it's normal. So you're not asking anyone to do anything different. So they, these people sound like what you would want your white people to sound like anyway. So let it go and just have somebody who can put. I think that's what it is. It's just no one wants to be put in check. 
you know when they, they release like they release things and people are just like couldn't you have asked anybody why this could be problematic and they don't they don't and so to, I, I agree with everything you're saying completely, 100%. One thing I'll add to that, too, is this uh, idea of opportunity. So it's, you know, if you have a show with a bunch of South Asian characters, literally every character is South Asian in that, mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to give South Asian talent uh, a chance to do something that they may not have the opportunity to do in other mediums or in other in other. Um, um, they wouldn't just, they just wouldn't have the opportunity to do that kind of thing. Um, and I do think I, I totally agree with you, this idea of, you know, we'll, we'll be in a recording session and we'll see, you know, a Hindi term or a Punjabi word or something. And we are the experts and we know how to say it, you know, you know, we know how to say bale bale, you know, uh, when, 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 just when, like what, just like with Sagi Samosa. I don't know of that. Tell me there's more <laughs> <laughs> so far. You're both of your examples are very just like, we're going to teach white kids how to say this. And I'm like, can we not? Let's not do this. (laughs) If I walk outside today, not that I will, because there's nothing happening out there. And a little white kid is like, Hey, I'm just like, no, 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 no. I don't like it when my people say it. You don't like it when you say it. (laughs) Anyway, no, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, again, I'm totally with it. I'm just being glib for the sake of comedy. Comedy. But it's, it's like it's it's nice to be in a space where we are the experts and we're actually looking yeah. at for our opinion for that kind of stuff. And even like, hey, that character should be wearing a kara or like, you know, it, it, I, I, it just it's been a really the way they've done the show is maybe the most inclusive process I've ever been a part of. Um, and then when I saw the concept art, I cried because I never we never grew up with something like that. Right. I was watching Pinky and the Brain and Batman, the animated series. But like, both are perfectly wonderful shows <laughs> phenomenal yeah. right? our parents wanted us to be like the brain don't even give me that don't even don't even, don't even tell me that you're our folks were like don't be like the batman be like the brain not like not pinky but pinky's but pinky is your cousin be like her but not that not that pinky this pinky but you know like to your to your point about i want to be marty mcfly little kids brown and not brown will want to be yeah. will want to be totally funny. no totally it's like when you see the white kids you're like i want to be black panther i'm like you're cute but i love it i love the sentiment the sentiment yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but then it's like it transcends the the exactly. the, the color no, the colorism totally. and the and the, and totally. the racism at that point because it's just like that's a hero i want to be a hero i don't care what they look like i feel mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. way which then goes back to the complicated thing about marty you felt that way you felt a kinship with that character regardless of race yeah. And, and accesses to privilege and all that. And then it only becomes complicated later when you kind of realize about representation, if you didn't have access to other forms. it's um, And then also maybe, I don't know about you, but I had Bollywood all the time. So like, same, same, same. So like growing up, I never felt like I had a lack of representation because I was watching Indian films every weekend. Um, and I was like, yeah, there's brown people there. But then it wasn't until I was older realizing, oh, wait a minute, but these brown people never spoke the way I spoke. Yeah, and it was, yeah. See, my, again, I, I grew up a, a pretty big Bollywood head uh, up until a certain point. And I think what, I, it was kind of, I don't want to call it disenchantment because like, whatever, like I was super into it. But like the, I, w- I think what what rubbed me the wrong way was whenever it, uh, as you get older and it starts, they started taking on more like, I don't know. I'm going to just, this bit just makes no sense, but just, they started being way more conscious of like Hollywood. Like, obviously, uh, like, yeah. if that makes sense, like the cinema of the eighties and nineties was very like still very much a throwback and stuff. And then they, there was a pivot to kind of, 
to capture a North American audience and stuff. And so they they would have like white actors or characters, not like famous people you know, but like just you know speaking parts here and there. And they and it was always weird to me because it always felt super like where did you find this person? Like <laughs> even as a kid, I was like, you couldn't. Are you telling me you couldn't pick anybody, any white person out of the ground, put them in a movie? Why do they sound like that? Like why they don't even sound like they're really white. They just sound like they're. Exact, and then I thought maybe it was that the Indian way of making white people do the Indian accent, but white, like exaggerate, exaggerate your whiteness to the point that like we don't recognize you as like my neighbor Sally. It's just like why are you talking like that? Um, always get like a Russian model. Yeah, and then it's just like, and then do they dub her over with just like a we? It's it was yeah, it was really weird. It was really weird. Not the point of that tangent, but. Like, uh, you're right though but then I, I always tell people like the representation thing was great up until you realized everything that you were like oh my god that is what is that what life is and then you find out it ain't <laughs> and then, and then reconciling that was tough I, was, I feel like I still am reconciled this is going to be a whole therapy podcast on myself of, re- <laughs> of reconciling you know quote unquote the heroes of that of that medium and the heroes that I ended up liking in in in, in the western medium and it was yeah. interesting that a lot of my favorite um, heroes, for lack of a better word, or main characters, protagonists in the Western world were always just like down their luck or, you know, in shitty situations and how they got out of it. Or, you know, they, they and for lack of a better, they felt normal to me. The underdog story. Kind of. Yeah. And then I would look at the other side of it, the other, the, the Eastern side of it and be like, man, somebody punch that dude. Just punch him. Just get, put them, knock them down a peg. Like I need, yeah. I need someone to knock them down a peg because I want to see what this person is like. Yeah. Um. And we never got to really see that, and I think we're kind of seeing it now. Yeah. Uh, of these, like, for you know, literal and otherwise street level um, performances and stuff. But that's interesting because I, I don't think I ever looked at it as I think I always maybe biased uh, looked at it as like we there's just not. Um, but maybe, maybe as a as a as a Sardar, I always thought like even our, our my personal representation in Bollywood way ain't that great. Um, you know what I mean? Like uh, as someone who this is not like to throw a jab or anything, but someone who looks like you, to see somebody in Bollywood, you can mold your image, right? Totally. To to something that again not ideal, but you could you could probably, you know, find yourself for lack of a better word. And then growing up, it was just kind of like, ah, I don't like it. You didn't like, you may like the film, but you were just kind of like, oh, am I supposed to be down with that? I see. Right. And then, and then you didn't get it in the Western world. And when you did, it was just like, I guess I'm like, I was down with it. I was super down seeing, you know, the, the, you know, the clerk or the taxi driver and stuff. Cause it was, it wasn't like it was screen time. It was like a brief, like I tell people all the time that my first time I seeing a, a Sadat on television or on my screen um, was the taxi driver in the movie Rush Hour from 1998, and it's it is the it, yeah the deep cuts. It is the it's not even a scene. It's just he drops Jackie Chan off at the embassy, and because my eyes are obviously better trained to see people who look like me, um, I was like, oh man, and it was gone. It was gone in a kind of a, a flash. And so um, it wasn't until much later that uh, not too long later that uh, my first real. Um, exposure to a, a Sikh on, on the screen was American Dissy. Yes. And I didn't, and then obviously it's a Jersey kid seeing Jersey on the screen. Um, and I remember go, uh, growing up going like getting older and thinking, man, I still remember that dude. And I don't like the way his bug was tied because 
I found out later that he wasn't actually uh, he wasn't actually a Sikh. Uh, he was just he was a an actor who they did that to. And I thought, man, like I I weirdly kind of held like a man. Why did they make his bug look like that? It was it wasn't up to specifications and stuff. That's just me being a jerk. But <laughs> but it was just like I got that I got that left and right for my short. <laughs> I'm going to give that to you later too. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so then I, and then, uh, 20 years later, man, uh, I got to, I got to, I watch a TV show as I'm sure the rest of the world does called this is us. And I don't know if you've seen it or if you know what I'm talking about. I've only seen a handful of episodes. So my, at, my... at some point in the season, one of the main characters is in like a home Depot esque location. And the person he goes to ask for help, the guy working at home Depot is this full on, Sikh gentleman with a yeah. turban, a full beard. And it's like a, it's a, it's a full on scene, man. Main character talking to this actor. And I was just like, Oh my God, I need to know who this, like, auth- like this guy looked authentic, man. I'm going, I got to find out who this guy is. And I look it up and it's the same actor from American Dissy who played Jigjeet. And I, and again, I don't think anybody in the world felt this way but i there's a weird full circle in my head man 20 years from seeing this guy as my first real representation and seeing this guy on this nbc tv show and i thought holy shit like it almost felt like like if you put them i put them side by side like I, nobody believed me like no one believed i was like you guys don't understand this is really important to me and i put them side to side and they were like i don't understand how is that the same guy i'm like yeah the dude grew up <laughs> like he um and he became legit man and i and i had a chance to talk to him uh when i was out in california and I heard the whole story and he was talking about how NBC with like the help of some foundations really, they were told like, Hey, you got to be more diverse in your, in your representation. And, and he told me how he got that role. And, and that was a question I had for you and a question he had for me, uh, for my future and beyond of just, he's obviously not a, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, a, a real one. Um, and we had this whole conversation about like, well, you know, and he told me how NBC actually brought on, you know, real seek people actors and stuff and then he still ended up getting the role because he just had more experience as an actor but they brought in like uh uh, somebody from a gurdwara and they to make sure the bug was on point to make sure he didn't you know there wasn't any sort of like weirdness of like the portrayal and we kind of clashed that with you know back in 2001 when american desi came out and he goes listen man it was an indie it was a it was an indie indie film he goes i was i was the hair and makeup i had to do my own turban and he was just like, look, that that's that just goes to show you how times have changed, um, and just the idea of like representation. So I just feel like it, you're right. And I was curious on Mira. Are the writers must be there? Must be some South Asians in that room, right? There are South Asians on the writing staff. Yes. Okay, because I was like, I just hope it's not one of those like we threw in a word. It is no, top no, to bottom, no, 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 top no, to so bottom. On that show, uh, our, our showrunner and head writer, they have immersed themselves. It's like. Like I said, it's the most inclusive thing I've ever seen. And the rest of the writing staff is South Asian. And the show is animated in India, actually. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And then the show, the, the entire cast is South Asian. So there's a lot That's of it. places for people to bump. Uh, if like, you know, and, and they welcome us, um, uh, you know, being like, hey, you know, this is a little, you know, thing. Like, I, yeah. I got really happy because they're two little Sikh brothers in the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, you know, that they have the jura, you know, they should have the kara as well, like, make yeah, sure they yeah. have that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, they do, because that's how often a lot of times I see, you know, I remember I did a play where I played um, um, uh, a Sikh man, and it, like, 
I kept asking for the kara because at that time I wasn't wearing it. Um, you know, I've, I've vacillated between wearing it and not wearing it. Uh, I'm not religious myself, but I was like, well, look, if this dude is Punjabi and Sikh, he should be wearing a kara. And it was like, <laughs> until the two days before the show opened that we finally got it. Um, and then they was thought, it wasn't an important prop. It wasn't an important prop, but for me, I'm like, well, that's the mark, right? Like, yeah. like I mean, I wear it right now. I don't do a bug. I don't do the beard, but you know, I still wear it. And it's just like little details like that that I think are nice. And Mira is is again the most inclusive show uh, I've ever been a part of that's done that. I did a show on Fox, um, uh, and they had a you know similar thing. They brought in some. Sardars, I went in for it. I'm, you know, because I am Sikh, and I wound up getting the part. Uh, and I showed up on set, and uh, the fabric they had for the bug was short. And I've never tied a bug, you know. I luckily had seen YouTube videos, but like the hair, the the makeup, hair and makeup people, which were lovely, they were looking at the same YouTube videos I was. And you know, we're doing the best we possibly can, uh, but. They unfortunately didn't have someone like a turban tire on set for that. So mm-hmm. it, it it really is. It's a matter of just foresight, I think, on a lot of these pro, pro, uh, programs. Like Mira has the foresight to make sure that the representation is accurate and comes from love. Uh, whereas some other shows, they're doing it, and I love it. But sometimes they don't necessarily have the bandwidth to think about this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. The the intent is usually all right, but like, but the the follow through. It just kind of leaves a lot to be desired in the sense of like, well, why, you know, if you're going to go the, um, I just, I, we could talk about like my little, my petty grudges all day and stuff. Um, but the, that was the idea of like, sometimes I'll see it and yeah. my thought maybe cynically will go to like, why did somebody, you know, a writer or whoever casting, whatever it might be. Why did someone <laughs> just go like this frame needs, you know, a turban person in it. For, and then I'm just like, all right, well, okay. Well, then a part of me goes, well, that's good. They thought a frame could use a brother. Um, and then then you'll see it and be like, I don't understand. Um, yeah. One that one that I kind of ranted against a couple of years ago uh, amongst uh, friends was Modern Family, obviously a huge show. Yeah. Uh, there was a scene in which um, the dad is at college with his kid. And again, I don't think anyone's eyes naturally go there, but obviously it's hard not to when you're, kind of different to go like what is that and all of a sudden in the background there are these three uh men in in like really badly wrapped turbans and that wasn't enough for me it was the fact that they don't just walk into the scene two of them walk into the scene honestly they don't even look like they're indian i think one of them was black and one of them cartwheels cartwheels into the scene and then they're just having a conversation in the background and my brain just thought who who decided that we want to show a diverse college background so quick pop on some turbans on these people here irrespective and then have one of them do backflips i'm not saying if i could do backflips i'd do them all the time with a turban on trust me i would (laughs) but it was the idea of like what was that? Was he supposed to be some kind of like Arabian juggler? Like what, what was the point of this action? So, so, so to like, again, to like use Mira as an example, they have South Asians all over the place. 
right? yeah. as writers, as, 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 as the actors, as the animators and things. So there's so many places for people to bump if something is misrepresented. Totally, and a totally. lot of these shows, to their credit, they're like, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're doing their thing and trying to get diversity into the programs. But if there's no one on that writing staff, if there's no one, right, if the director, right. if there's no one on set who's got enough um, uh, strength or sort of, again, foresight to be like, hey, that's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cool, but like, that's not how it would happen then these things pass. Well, it goes back to that earlier point about like, don't in at least like Mira sounds like, like 10 years ago, that would have been some, something that somebody was a tourist through. Right. Right. And then, so like I said, it, there's a way to do it. And foresight is an excellent, uh, is an excellent word. Cause it's like, yeah, from like base level, that foundation, if you've done your work there, right. Like if, if the script, let's say, for example, called for, you know, a card and then for some reason when it got from into production, somebody was like, Oh, we don't want to source a bracelet, forget that. Right. Like what's the big deal? And and this is what I'm gonna to use to segue into bug because I think it, it, it kind of touches upon the segue I wanted to make earlier and then obviously didn't because look at us chatting away. Um so uh Bug. Now you said it earlier and I and I know that I felt this way when I watched it. Um uh your turban was kind of, uh, it left a lot to be desired. Uh, so this is, again, it's not a knock. It's just me going, why didn't you call me to help you? Or worse, or better, why didn't you cast me, um, Nardeep? What, what was that all about? <laughs> so Your agent's got to call me, man. I better show up in Monogamer Season 2. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, I remember thinking in that, so like, so Bug. Now, Bug is about, again, you should have already seen it. It's on B-Raja TV. How many times? How many times? So Fourth uh, of July party, barbecue, uh, Sikh American faces a uh, a racist attack and stuff and how he deals with it. Um, himself being in kind of a mixed relationship. Uh, again, I like that it was just very matter of fact. No... Uh, no fanfare. It is what it is, right? Um, and I was curious. Once I found out later, like I, I knew the film before I knew, you know, the actor was also the writer and the director. Um, and so I did sit with that for a bit of like what, I guess, I know what propelled you to make it because it's obvious what propels um, someone to make something like that. But I was just curious, um, was the intention always to cast yourself or was it where where did you kind of stand on uh for lack of a better word because i know that i had this conversation with the american dissy guy where he had asked me um i had to grapple with the idea of they had a you know it was up between him and this actual seat guy who had a bug and everything and he said that he got it because he had a little more experience than the other guy did um and he said the irony was when i got on set the guy who was my uh you know turban tire and you know the guy who made sure it was perfect was the guy who lost the role out to him and i thought man and i sat there and i remember telling him uh, uh i said look man i from my perspective um do i feel bad that, that one guy lost out on the role sure but then a part of me goes historically if that guy had been given the same opportunities as the other guy who granted made a whole bunch of roles playing like the dr patels of the world um even if my, the other guy had gotten those opportunities he would have enough of a repertoire enough of the experience enough of the uh what it took where someone can go, hey man, he's done like twenty little things. We can give it to him because he's he's had the experience and the range, 
And unfortunately, or fortunately, the other actor had better range because he was allowed to do more as a clean-shaven, you know, uh, uh, person. And so I thought, um, initially, a part of me thought you had grown out your hair. And I saw an Instagram post where you got a wig. And so I was curious, uh, the origins of that were, I know the origins of the movie, but like you're, you stepping into it, was that a conscious decision because you felt like representation wasn't there? Or did you, did you look? Uh, again, I, this is not supposed to sound like a grilling question. Uh, I'm just very curious. Cause like, I, like you said, I wasn't there. You could ask me, but I wasn't there. What are you going to do? So, yeah. So, uh, as I was writing it, I did not necessarily have myself in mind for the role originally. And then as I was coming to what the central image of the film is, um, so hopefully y'all have seen it, but the central yes. image of it is about a man sacrificing his identity. So, you know, our main character cuts his hair and shaves on camera. It's a brutal sequence, and that's kind of what the movie hinges on. Right. So in my head, I'm like, this is a short film. We're not really paying anybody. The budget's small. We're shooting this guerrilla-style indie. I am Sikh. I would feel uncomfortable asking any Sardar doing yeah. this for a short film that hopefully gets an audience. But like, I'm basically saying, I would be asking you who has never shaved, that's part of your faith to do this thing for me so I can make a statement about the society we're living in, right? Mm -hmm. That's an irresponsible thing for me to ask. Sure. And there were, you know, I'm an actor myself. I am Punjabi, I am Sikh. I lived through this kind of stuff myself. So I figured, you know what? I can do this. <laughs> it's going to be easier. It's an easier production thing for me to grow my beard and um, for me to buy a wig. We spent $800 on the nicest wig you could possibly get. So no one could tell that it was, uh, that's what my hair would look like if it was long, right? Um, so that's really what it wound up being was, a, was like, this is easier for production. And I know I can pull the roll off. I look like the guy. I look like the guy I'm envisioning. So I can do this. I'll grow my beard out and I'll do it because it's not a faith thing for me at that point um, mm. in my real life. Uh, and then I think, uh, yeah, I think what you said earlier um, about having the action of cutting his hair on camera, you're right. Uh, it's definitely a stronger image when uh, it looks like the transformation to what he was and what he turns into, which is you um, obviously would be, not the best not the best like hey sit down for an interview i have a great role for you but also do you mind completely deflowering your uh your <laughs> your faith um which i get which i totally get um because again i'm sure that if someone were to say hey you're perfect for this but at the same time um and that's kind of what i was getting at earlier about the kind of notes and the kind of questions that people ask now uh with bug with him doing that action in the film um did you ever, because uh, this is a note that I've gotten, and I was, I guess, in a, in a sort of kinship, we can have this conversation if you've ever gotten it. Um, has anyone ever questioned, either in Bug itself or or in general, um, what's the big deal? Yeah, and that's, and I and, and I welcome that question. Right, right? like to, because in your case, like you said, uh, the conflict, right, of identity when he does that. Right yeah. now, to an outsider, it's very much like I do that every Thursday. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's one of those things where 
I don't know how do you how do you people cut your hair and shave? I don't. This is something I don't. I'm very very amateur at. Um, but it was the idea of like I've gotten uh, notes, and I'm curious if you have of just like why is this the either the conflict, the climax, the inciting incident? What why is this action the kit launch point? And I and I, I struggle sometimes with how much, like you said, it's about the details. How much do I want to in the work? so spell it out explicitly that it starts to sound like i'm only making this for the psa right like i i don't want it to be like and now here's a scene where we fully on explain cultural and and i'm going like the subtlety of 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 like a kid right someone when i was a kid if i had seen your film uh i'm there right and and there's it doesn't spend a lot of time going like hey this I shouldn't do this, man. Like the internal struggle is there, and I think right. that we allow that when it's anything else. When it's like a this is again, I'm not trying to make like equivalency here, but we allow it for other characters and other mediums and other genres to go. Oh well, we get he's struggling. Well then, yeah. extend us the same courtesy that there might be a diff. There might be something here that is like there's no reason why somebody would be doing this and having like an emotional breakdown while they're doing it. Yeah. Like I love my hair. <laughs> Right, you all love your hair, but right. tell me you're not going to be like, I gotta, I gotta wash out these highlights now. And you, but then somebody else is going to make a film about that. Watch, it's going to happen. I put it out there in the world. Um, so yeah, to to answer your question, um, so when I was writing the film, the film was about originally started off as uh, an exploration of microaggressions, um, specifically just microaggressions. And then as I was developing it with a, a friend of mine, I like this idea of central images. That tends to be how I write. Like, like I, there are these po- images that pop. And mm. uh, this image of a, a seaman. This one's got a, a couple. Man. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. We got lucky. Um, but like the idea of a sick man staring in the mirror after he's just cut all of his hair that he's clearly had his whole life. Right? You know, some of us, some cigars they trim and everything they keep it all nice and whatever but the hair tends to be all the way down and and all that but like what what there's so many things that could bring someone to that position especially a Sikh man who prides himself in that I was like that is emotionally devastating to me particularly coming from a family that is Sikh so through the course of the movie I was like well all right most people aren't educated uh of the faith to know how important that is, but they do recognize the image of a turban bearded man. So I had to be very careful about where I planted the seeds. Again, for me, the crux of it was his emotional truth. If we're with him on his journey, the climax will work regardless if you understand the faith connection or not. You just know that he's sacrificing part of himself for his family. But through the course of the movie, I started very specifically, you know, with the hair shot and his beard and his wife not treating him differently, um, mm-hmm. him with his hair tied up in, in the morning. And then, uh, <laughs> granted, the, the, the turban's not the best, but him taking pride in tying it and then, like, grooming himself. So there's oh. a lot of and, – and, and shooting it spe- – um, the filmmaking of it being very tight on his face so that we're recognizing this beard and the, the – and the, and with him – um, and then I, and then, you know, being very careful with where I planted it, like, oh, his hair must be lovely. Oh, he's never cut it. Just like little things to just kind of like hint at so, the fact that this has been important for him, um, without being like, Hey, 
he's you know Sikh and they don't cut their hair ever. The more you know. Yeah, uh. exactly. Yeah. So just trying to layer that in in a very as carefully as I could without making it a PSA. Yeah. Uh, but then also trusting the storytelling and uh, the central performance that, um, you know, his internal conflict was 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 clear enough that when we got to that moment, A, it was surprising for a lot of people. It's like it's been fun. It's like like half the audience is like, oh, my God, when he picked up that scissor, I knew exactly what he was going to do. And the other people are like, I had no – was he going to kill himself? Was he going to do that? And then that was almost more devastating than committing suicide. Because it is suicide in, 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 in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I just, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's one of those things where, so I, I um, the feature I'm working on, yeah. um, for a long time, I really pushed up against the idea of like, I don't want to, um, I'm not, not give in, maybe that's the wrong word. I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm, you know, I didn't want the central, but unfortunately it had to be because that's the truth of it. Um, yeah. at the end of the day, um, I thought, you know, I really, struggle to be like how can i do this and still keep it like how can i um how can i still let him go through all of that and and maybe not have to have him do the you know the deed as it were and i tried and i tried and i tried and i i settled on um for me personally i settled on the idea that uh like your film goes full on we're gonna see it happen and i thought for for mine what i want to try to do because i wanted to cast appropriately of like like you said, I wanted to cast someone. Again, it sounds weird to even be like authentic because it's not. Again, not a knock. I promise. Um, I wanted to cast an authentic, and I thought, okay, well, like you said, I'm not going to ask this guy. I'm not going to. It's just not going to happen. So, by virtue of uh, either a time jump or what have you, that alone will give the audience, hopefully, a perspective of like massive change um, of a character. And then I, but then the questions I, I mean, now getting. Despite the actions all the same, we just don't entirely see it. And now I'm kind of thinking of logistically, how do I frame it where I can still get the intended result without the, you know, the, the money shot as it were. Um, we'll just make, we'll make a new money shot. I've, I've got an idea, but like the, so then the idea was a lot of questions I'm getting is like, well, well then what, what, you know, what, what's the, what's the yeah. big, like, even though I, it's like, you know, pages upon pages of living with this family and seeing their beliefs and seeing their values and all that. Um, and so I've been getting a lot of notes about, Hey, why don't you try this line or try that or try, you know, something where it's not super on the nose, but you need to say it once or twice. And I've, it's been one of the, it's, that's been a battle of like, Hey, why can't you just pick it up and go with it? So I'm, I'm glad that yours does kind of both. It does the normalcy aspect. And then it, like you said, I think because of where we're at, I think we, need to somewhat like you know disnify it where it's like kids listen up soggy samosas um and we just got to get to a point where it's like listen understand the correlation between this type of person this belief structure these actions right like i think south asians have been very good with certain uh layers of that so the academic thing or you know strict parents or you know nerds who don't have fun all that stuff we've we've perpetuated a lot of things that we are either we own all right and and i feel like sometimes for this we just need to be a little more um aware of it now like i said i think we'll get there um i think we're it's just us it's like with any with any person or with any sect or group um i think we're getting there so i i can't even knock it too much because again 
uh, like you said earlier, the choice between having somebody on screen, because I've seen some of your work in, in, in like, I think on CBS, you were on something. And it was the, it was, like I said, it, the choice for me of having somebody on screen doing it and, and maybe not doing it to the specifications that I'm used to uh, or not having it at all. Right. Like if this was one of those charts where it's like the monkey turned into the man again, I promise it's not a knock. It's just how I'm framing it. You would be there. You'd be there with your weird turban. Uh, and <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't know. I'm going to hang up. Why am I even on this call? Um, try to do, okay. To be fair, I tried to do, it was a British ter- type of bug. No, and that's what, and that's how I justified it in my brain. <laughs> I told myself there are many styles and that, and that is what he's going for. That's it. I look, I'm with you. I was trying to go for like a casual bind bug you know, like super, like chill, like type thing. I've seen them in England. The fabric. No, I, I think I think you I think you have succeeded. Yo, <laughs> I, like like low key. I tied it opposite one day. Oh, that's interesting. Because you saw it that way in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell in the movie. So what happened was it was so because we shot this Fourth of July in New York, gorilla. Right, we didn't have insurance. Yeah, no, no. Like one of your again, what hooked me immediately. There's a. It was in your trailer. Your entire trailer was wonderful in that regard. It's the shot of him in this crowd with the fireworks. Yeah. It is a fantastic, fantastically composed shot. Um, I was immediately like, oh, this guy, this guy with this shot, so good. And then uh, I'm obviously a huge fan of like those tracking shots you got going on. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, man, yeah. that thing was hot. I don't know how you. <laughs> My cousins in England, I'm always like, how are you guys doing this? I don't know how the guys in New York do it with the humidity. Because so I this is, Okay, so th- this is – we can have this conversation now. Um, people ask it all the time, and I actually tell them the opposite. So when I first started tying one, um, because it wasn't me who was doing it, and it was, it was like – it was my dad. And so – and his approximation of like your head and, your, and the cloth is his. So – when I look at pictures from like 14, 15, 16, yeah, I look like one of those like camel jockeys in, uh, uh, you know, Rajasthan and stuff. And I was like, yeah. I was like, and I was like, why did we do like, why was that? Cause that was all he kind of, he was taking, yeah, he was shaping his own. <laughs> so, uh, and I tell people all the time, I go back then, back then sitting at like a Gurdwara or sitting at a party or whatever, wherever you, or I happened to wear it was torture man because it was like i had the headache i had it was hot and humid because it i had no control over it it was literally just what you what people think you're just taking heavy ass cloth and strangling your your head with it and then uh and then when i got older and did it myself and like now or whatever you're in control of the cloth the type of cloth that is the thickness the length all that stuff so when i tie it i actually tell people all the time when i'm out and about I don't, it, we, it almost feels like I've got an internal kind of AC unit because the way I tie it, it's tight, but air gets through and it's, it's like aerodynamic that way. It's like, and so in my brain, I'm like, oh, I sometimes, yeah, it gets hot, hot weather. You can't change that shit. Um, but it doesn't bother me the way that like you're saying as a temporary resident, as it were to it, um, you're going like, oh my God, what am I even how like that that's what i'm saying so i th- i think at some point or if again i'm i this is going to sound like i'm such an asshole but like if you would if you would had somebody who knew how to tie it even in the way that you were trying to do it i yeah. guarantee you they for your comfort yeah they would have figured out a way to ease that i think it would have been difficult for you regardless because you just wouldn't have been you're never used to it 
Um, but it would have eased that. I still, yeah, my cousin was very nice and gave me some um, extra fabric that he had for a bug that I think was like a, it, it, I think it was like winter material. So, so thick. Um, yeah. And we did have someone that we were supposed to have on set to be the turbine tire because we needed, um, we only needed it for two days of the three day shoot. And mm. um, unfortunately he had to bail uh, because of family reasons. So that I was like, they found oh. out, they found out that he was tying a bug for someone. <laughs> so, so it wound up being a situation where, where we, where we were scrambling to find someone because of, but because of 4th of July, there was just no one available. So mm. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going on YouTube and trying to figure this out and do the best I can. And just like banked on the movie being emotionally resonant <laughs> so that, so, so that, you know, my, so that our friends would be like, ah, okay, you know, maybe in England, maybe in Africa, maybe in like Kenya, they wear turbans like yeah. that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay. Actually, that's funny. So the movie's on YouTube as well. And uh, it's like, it's heartening to see the comments because it's like, most people are really re- like, I would say like, I would say 90% of people are responding exactly the way I was attending, asking yeah. the questions about why. Is this <laughs> and the rest are me just being like, rrr, rrr, rrr. Yeah, exactly. They're like, this garbage sucks. <laughs> I like how you I like how you gauged accent from a YouTube comment. <laughs> I mean, who else is gonna say it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not gonna be Cheryl from from you know Kentucky. <laughs> this turban's not he's just, accurate. He's like, listen, I know a couple people, and let me tell you, let me tell you, I I don't think that's right. I don't think. Okay, I know the man who pumps my gas. I know him very well, but that seems wrong. That seems wrong. There's a, a Sikh model. Um, what's his name? Um, Waris? It was, it was, Waris, yeah, yeah, Waris. And yeah. Uh, I was trying to model the bug after his because he does a very small, tight one. Yes. And it's very fashionable. And so that's what I wanted. I wanted this guy to be very modern, very fashionable. Um, so that's kind of where that went. And oh, I'm, it's, it's like, the, I'm very proud of the movie. That's the one thing where I'm like, ah, next time. <laughs> now that we've met, I will fly out. Yeah. And yeah, are you kidding me? I made I made the joke with Modern Family. I said, hey, man, I will just that's what I'll do. I'll just that's my way in. I'm just gonna fly places and be a um, turban tire and, and just be like, hey, now tell me about <laughs> tell me about this character. What what is going on with this uh Literally someone on YouTube mentioned something that never even occurred to me. And I think it was also because when I originally planned the script, we were gonna shoot in um like August or September. Mm. And then someone gave me a note and was like, Well, you know, the 4th of July is coming around. Why don't you set the movie around then? And I was like, oh, explosion. This is perfect. And then we pushed production. Uh, like we did a crowdfunding campaign for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the crowdfunding ended the day after we wrapped production because I wasn't planning on shooting then. True. true, um, true. So like everything kind of confirmed. And I was just like rushing. To Labor Day doesn't have the same, uh, you know, the, the same. Uh... Um, but like this guy or woman whoever it was made this comment and i was like oh shit why didn't i think of that they're like why didn't you get a wedding turban tire and i was like oh <laughs> not i mean like i was not in the right mindset to think i really hope the person who told you that was white <laughs> i hope so but they were probably i mean the wedding turban tire would have done a better job than i did that would have uh, yeah no that's uh that's just, man mind blown um, right did you my, mean- own, my own mind blown man <laughs> my own I'm but like, what? you know, say lovey, say lovey. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm the. I don't, I don't personally think the turban is so terrible that it's distracting. I think it's just like no, ah, no, no. this I, dude, I, I, this I, dude would probably a better one. Sure, but no, that's that's. 
Man, it's going to bug me now. <laughs> it's going to be like, holy shit. They do have that. That's an industry. It's an industry, uh, yeah. So it just, I don't know. That's, uh, kudos. Kudos to you, uh, random citizen, um, who put more thought on this than we did. Because <laughs> uh, I thought you were going, it's, it's, that's smart. That's really smart. Um, all right. Well, so, but, yeah, so the, it, the film, did, I, as you've said and I've seen, it's done really well. Um, the response yeah, has been great. We played at, I think, close to 40-ish, 40 festivals internationally, a bunch of Oscar qualifying ones. We were uh, on the, at some point, we were in conversation to be on the long list for the Oscars for Best Short Film, um, which was super cool. Uh, yeah, it was it was lovely. No, it's and like I said, it, uh, you can't knock it because it's like I said, it's the one of the many doors that are uh, out there, and so uh, like again, shameless plug because what else do I know? Uh, B Raja TV, man, it's like it's on there. Like uh, the and the the kind of goal of the of the platform was always you know us growing up, as we said. Yes, we had Eastern representation uh, of some sort, but like the Western representation. Um, if I had seen Bug as, you know, uh, a youngster or someone who's getting into the writing and stuff like that, or or just you know not even that, just forget about even the the turban specific thing, but just monogamish or or any anything that looked like that guy or that woman is someone I went to school with or what have you. Uh, it was the idea of like what can we do, and so when B Raja was like, hey, we're gonna just make a platform that's gonna collect, you know from around the world shorts and and things like that Con- just concepts and, and just projects and i thought man like that's a fantastic resource because like when i talk about like american this year i talk about other indie things that like i don't think like there's no history book for that that just happened to be us growing up at a certain point when people were trying and like failing uh, not to knock their attempts by any means but like, you know, before when people say, oh, you know, like the big sick or, or Harold and Kumar or whatever is your bar for look how far we've come. Um, a part of me is always like, like, you know, the giants that we're standing on are just they're not going to be recognized because like no one's going to go back and check out those VHS tapes from back in the day. Um, but like my point was, is like your stuff and, 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 and stuff being made. That like somebody in like I said next generations can look at for whatever you think about it whether they hate the stuff that we did or they like the stuff that we did or they love the stuff that we did, um, the sheer psychology of oh my god, this many people did it. Yeah. And again, we talked about representational normalcy, but we didn't like the creative output normalcy. You know, it's it's one thing it's one thing to go. Oh, I see myself on screen. It's another to go. A bunch of people who look like me, grew up like me, spent the time and effort, and they did it, and they're well regarded amongst their creative space and stuff, and and stuff like that. And the big thing about even the podcast was, I just wanted to talk because I like doing that. Um, I, I wanted to talk to people who are doing it because, like, again, the the screen record is there, right? Bug is there, Monogamish is there, whatever we uh, else is up there is there. But like now, hear us <laughs> roar, for lack of a better word, um, about it because I, I want them to know the process uh, by which that it comes together, and then just the, again the thought process. So as you're saying with Mira being the most inclusive thing you've ever been a part of, um, 
for you to say that, you're saying it because primarily the process, they don't give a shit. Yeah, right? they don't. So they don't. then I'm sitting there going, all right, well, this is the other, right? Like, for, I mean, it's Disney, so is it really the other? But like the, the general sense of like this other corporation or this project is doing it. And yeah. you at your level, when you do things, are equally as aware of that. But you're coming from a place that even Disney's not. Like even like those people are being aware because that's the good, right thing to do. And they have to make the effort. We innately don't have to make the effort and we're including we're inclusive by virtue of doing it uh and i want people to see that part of it too like it's it's great when hollywood does it right it's big ups props and stuff we love it but i think more and more of us have to start doing it at this level because it will then hopefully percolate its way up to uh normalcy if i agree it's it's the idea of like it's also, you know, I think it's nice because it's like you're saying, like, if you as a little kid seeing any of these things, same here, it makes it more viable as something that we can do so yeah. that, you know, the next executives at Fox and NBC and CBS, maybe there's a Desi kid there, maybe there's a Sikh dude there or a Sikh girl there. And then they suddenly green light something because they're like, oh, this is going to be good. And they look and they see it for something that maybe other people wouldn't see it for. Right. Well, right. you use that word. Uh, I love that you use that word viability. Mm. Right. So many times uh, you hear about projects that got, you know, up the ladder and then never heard from again. And you're kind of like, I don't like why. Or sometimes I hear about projects that other people are doing. And I'm like, why is that not just like firing off? Like, why is that not blowing up? Because like when you tell it to people, you can see it in their face that they're like, holy shit. You, you got to do this. Yeah. And then you realize that the internal struggle is such that uh, when it gets up there, somehow the magic of how you sell it is gets lost because somebody who is supposed to be doing your bidding or supposed to be in your favor to their, like you said, the intention is always wonderful. But yeah. the follow through is like, don't worry, I got this. And it's like, like you need to let where it shines as a unique concept, you need to let it that part of it come out. You can't just logline it into some, you know, uh, generic mold because the top of the chain doesn't understand why it's supposed to be different. Like I could sell you like 50,000 stories that are the same thing you've ever seen. But like I said, just when you turn Martin McFly Brown, it's the whole thing. it is a whole different thing. And I think that the, the, like you said, the universe has to expand itself to a point where someone can go, oh, you know what? I can see why that is an important story to tell um, in this context. And I think yeah. once we get the context down. Well, the the guy that I've been using as a recent example is uh, <clears throat> is um, Ryan Coogler. So, you know, yep. guy makes a couple short films at USC, makes Fruitvale Station, which was an incredible indie film, and then yep. does Creed, which was dope. And it was the best Rocky movie since Rocky. And uh, then goes on to make Black Panther. And throughout the entire process of his career, he has not lost an iota of his voice. And he's been able to work in the big machine of Marvel, and which is, you yeah. know, Disney. And then I'm excited to see what uh, Chloe Zhao, who's an Asian-American uh, filmmaker who uh, recently did The Writer, she's doing a Marvel movie called The Eternals. So I'll be curious to see how she keeps her independent spirit if she's able to. One of the, one of the criticisms of Marvel is that, right? Of just, uh, you get 
you try, but you get lost in the thing. And I remember Black Panther was the first time where um, I felt that it it was really more of a Ryan Coogler movie than I could say about any of the other ones. Well, yeah, I would say Thor Ragnarok is there too with Taika and his sensibility of his his humor. Yeah, like the last one I can like I I'm a I'm a big fan of Iron Man three because I I liked it. it was it was a Shane Black movie with happened to be t- you know and then and. But the, yeah, yeah, those are kind of few and far in between. But like yeah. Black Panther got to do, you know, the socioeconomic uh, backstory and the, and the underdrive. And to me, it was like, oh, it just happens to have, you know, Marvel heroes, Marvel heroes in it. Um, and I to a, and when we get to the point to do that, I think that's the goal, right? So then, wh- who is that South Asian filmmaker? I mean, they're making a Miss Marvel show. I think Marvel's doing, yeah. you know. So there'll be South Asian filmmakers there. I know they've been they the the, the community out here has been talking about it. Um, mm. But it's like it's it's it'll be it like I think that's like we keep doing our thing until one of us gets pulled to that that level to do like the crazy superhero or whatever that is. Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. Right now it's that. And then it could be whatever, but no, you're right. Like it's, that's the thing of, of what you, and that'll be the kind of weird mass market test of, yeah. uh, of how much is it for lack of a better word, commercial or how much of it is just like, get, make sure you touch upon all this and how much of it is just like, again, cause black, For- black, black Marvel, black Panther, but really black Marvel. Um, it should be, it should be, uh, there should be a lot of different colored marbles, man. Uh, but it was the it was the idea of how how intricate can you make it? Um, and I thought Kulu did a fantastic job of really of not even just his sensibilities of just getting those beats right. Like there was a point where I thought I, I just I didn't imagine that Marvel would give us like a Michael B. Jordan character yeah. uh, that you kind of went like that makes sense. And the embrace and the embrace of Afrofuturism. And, yeah. and that whole thing, which is beautiful and interesting and fun. And like, I can't wait. And like, you know, some of those costumes were Indian inspired too. Uh, costume yeah. designer said that. I don't know. I'm excited for the time when we get to do that on that stage. But I think we won't get there until we start telling these stories with artistry, with the sort of sensitivity or whatever, or bombast, whatever it is. And, um, you know, I think that's starting to happen. I think you're seeing it in the community, right? I'm seeing all these South Asian filmmakers now making these amazing pieces, you included, you know, and it, no, seriously, I, I saw your, I saw your short. It's, 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 it's beautiful. It's, it's, it was very moving and, and lovely. And, um, you know, we, we tell the story. I didn't pay him to say any of that, by the way, it just came out. I have a script right here. He's going stir crazy in there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm with you because again, I'm, I'd say the same thing about you. Just it's the idea of, uh, whether you want to call them stepping stones or what have you, it's just like, yeah, things are happening, things are being seen, um, in, in a multitude of ways. I think maybe once upon a time, as a younger, as a younger man, even though we're in our mid twenties, um, as a, as, yeah, yeah, as a younger man, I always thought like, oh man, we're gonna get. I was afraid of the box. I was afraid of like, oh man, now Slumdog took off and now everyone's going to want, everyone's going to want this. Like I was very much like, why is, why are brown people so hype on Slumdog? It's fine. It's a good movie. Danny Boyle, respect. Why are people directing all these movies with brown people that are but, big? But then like, I remember my crusade, this is, is going to tell you all about my personality. My crusade way back 10, a decade ago with Slumdog was I was, I was the guy who was like, India, you don't deserve any credit for Slumdog. It is a British movie. Um, 
I was the guy like rallying that flag. Like I was like, Danny Boyle made it. And yeah, it takes place there. And yeah, the music director won an Oscar for it. And yeah, the cast is whatever. But I'm like, but my, my anger really was the fact that like, why does it take Danny Boyle coming into your country, <laughs> portraying it as such, right? Yeah. The reality of what it is. And then you're mad at him because it's a negative portrayal, but then you bandwagon it because it's winning all the awards. And this weird relationship of like, we love it, but we hate it. And then I'm like, but then why aren't you telling like some I don't I've kind of fell off the the Bollywood bandwagon or whatever Indians a little bit, but sometimes I'll check back in and I've noticed a lot that they're they're now making like legit gritty their versions of not Slumdog Millionaire, but like of, of stories that I'm like, yeah, you should be doing that. They're doing like the you know what I my favorite genre my favorite era of films is like the seventies when Yes. Right. So I'm like, now they're finally making like their Sydney Lumet, uh, Lumet films, or they're they're finally making their gritty Mean Streets versions and stuff, yeah. because they go, oh, that's where the stories are, that's where the yeah. details are, and I thought like for a while I felt like that's it, we're done, we're in the we're in the Slumdog box, and now it's gonna go, it's, we're gonna revert back to either we're my big fat Greek wedding, it's gonna be a yeah. bombastic tale of yeah. something of the colors, right, or it's gonna be. Oh my God, we live in squalor, and I was like, "Why?" Like that became a box I was very much afraid of. Right. Um, and now I'm like, "Well, nah." With with monogamish, those people seem well off. It's a nice apartment you guys shot in. Um, and just uh, like, yeah, <laughs> it was the idea of like not nah, or like like fourth. I love the in bug again the tracking shots. That's the New York I know. The you know the markets and all that like that the city. It's the idea of like the, the normalcy of like it could be you could have it all in your in how you visualize it, but because the people at top are like no 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 no, you're not putting in a dance number, you're not doing the thing, you're not like their check boxes are so different from ours, and I feel like uh, until we start telling them like look, I'm you can check all the boxes you want, but can you do it with a little bit more sensitivity and check off these boxes as well? So it doesn't just look like you really just wanted to do some big dance number and you couldn't think of anything. It's, uh, it's interesting that. you say that. So I've been uh, writing a feature that I'm hoping to put into production the next year, right? And um, the main character, he's Punjabi Sikh, doesn't do the turban and the beard. Um, and, Your uh, character and my character should be friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yo, exactly yeah. Um, Crossover episodes. <laughs> but it's... Uh, it deals with uh, two types of immigrants, right? So you've got the, the South Asian, born in America, son of immigrants, and then it's an there's an undocumented 10-year-old Mexican girl. So it's, the, it's like a surrogate father-daughter story. And in the middle of the film, I wrote this sort of spiritual sequence where they go to this makeshift church and then they go to a makeshift gurdwara um, while they're road tripping across America. And it's been interesting to get feedback on it because people love this sequence. <laughs> they love this sort of like juxtaposition of like very American sort of Christianity in, in, and then this sort of like the Gurdwara. Um, and uh, uh, they're like asking all these questions because I'm just like, he's putting a handkerchief on his head and, you know, putting a little scarf on her head and then teaching her how to pray and prostrate and like put the money in the collection bin in front and all that, you know, the, the, the dollar bill. And uh, people are like, oh, this is... I've never seen something like this before. I'm like, well, that's the point, right? Like, the I'm not detailed, trying, man. Yeah, I'm not trying to teach you what this faith is. I'm just showing you the mechanics of it. I think that's something that's always interested me in, um, uh, in, um, uh, in, in, in sort of filmmaking, especially when you're trying to 
reveals something about a culture. It's less about teaching. It's more about let's just show the mechanics of it. And through the mechanics of it and seeing people do the things that they do, you can extrapolate whatever you want because inevitably yeah. we're all want and we all want the same things and we all want to do the same things. We all have the same dreams, but it's just like mechanics of it that are slightly different. And then by showing those things, it sort of demystifies everything. And then suddenly they're like, all right, you're just like, you're just Joe Blow, but you know, you have a nice tan year round. Uh, the only difference, the only difference, only difference um, <laughs> is the... Yeah, yeah, no, no, totally, totally, and that, and then you're right. Um, that's yeah. Is this the feature that we were talking about? The uh, one that you just finished the draft on? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so um, it's it's you know you're we're talking about central images earlier, and yeah. you know Bug's central image was a man shaving and cutting his hair, and I kept mm. beating my head against the wall uh, trying to see if I wanted to make that the central image of the feature, and I decided I didn't want to, uh, mm. but then it stuck its way back in somehow. And it it is a central image, but it's a central image through the eyes of a kid. Um, Right. We might have that in common. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, if you like, you know, you see this thing, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, that's something that would stick with you. Um, So it's kind of found its way in a different way than I did in the short, but um, I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) The the theme of this podcast is just like, I don't know why anyone brought anything up. Um, but uh, no, you you've been. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to to, to reading it, uh, to to seeing it, whatever uh, you feel comfortable uh, sharing. Um, but uh, this weekend, baby, this weekend. Okay, this is our, our promise to each other: is we're going to read our stuff because nobody else will. Uh, no, it's. It's like, what it's like, what are they talking about? What is this? this I don't script? understand. This is- all they, they, they used weird words, and all I learned was samosa. Uh, <laughs> to the audience out there, they're they're not they're not great soggy, but you should. I feel like they'd still be delicious as shit if they were soggy. I'm just saying, if you dip them in too much chutney and they get. This little, it's they yeah it actually it helps it could help it and let me just tell you samosa is one of the best foods on the planet so like soggy <laughs> crispy overcooked yeah soggy, yeah it's a whatever. look it's the same way look i love pizza and y'all the whites out there are just like pizza eat it anyway same thing samosas are just you want to maybe not cold maybe not cold samosa ain't the thing but um soggy soggy is definitely better than cold you would you would eat a cold samosa over like a soggy one? No, I'd eat a soggy samosa over a cold samosa. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying soggy is better than cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to, yeah, it has to retain the flavor. Um, if it's soggy by your own doing, because you dipped it in chutney, you know, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. We don't care what you make it soggy with. Well, this conversation doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a, a weird and good place to, to, to wrap it up. Um, get it? Because one of us wears a turban. Uh, okay. You can say that joke. I can't. True. True. True, 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 true. I, clearly, I had a lot of good times making that uh, distinction. Uh, no, no. But uh, uh, I want to say... I can see you on set being like, that's a wrap. Can I just say that if you if you at any point... And you can lie, but like I feel like if you on the set of your own movie or on any of your sets where you had to wear a turban, if you had said that, I imagine the response you would have gotten would have been uh, just wonderful laughter. I think people would have had a real good time with it.
because in that in that moment you would have been allowed to say it and not like cindy over at craft services like that's a wrap do you get it you're like no cindy this is why you're craft services uh no disrespect to craft services yeah no i I, like i said i i think this is the hierarchy like if you're in a room and you make that joke you're the king but i walk into that room and you make that joke we are not friends no it's that that's the it's or like in one of those like you said it i look at you and i'd be like nod and you'd be like all right i got it's okay i'm allowed that's what it is um that's how we do things um but man uh it was this went this is the longest podcast thus far because i had a good time i hope you did um having this conversation i yeah fair enough he's like i woke up for you man um I would do more. I would do more if that's a if that's an indication. I would do more. Let's talk about one car wide. Let's talk about. Uh, oh my god! Again, we're gonna definitely. Let's have talk you about on. my favorite Hindi movie, Piazza. Let's come on. Let's do this shit. Have you seen it? I have. Um, so, okay. <laughs> okay uh, I promise. This is my promise to you. We will have another one of these conversations on not our own shit, and yeah. just on. That's a conversation I want to have. I want to have a conversation with other. This is this is the kind of a, a, a catch twenty two I find myself in sometimes. I want to have conversations about how we all processed all this stuff, but it's ironic that we have to kind of sidestep that conversation and have a conversation about your work, which is great. Like I hate to, why. It was it was a conduit, right? Yeah. One. <laughs> right, but then a part of me is like uh, maybe the more interesting conversation is the process of I think so. right. But then I'm like, but then the the fine folks out there who are please last plug of the day for b raja tv could you support these guys i'm on b raja tv if you're not going to support them support the podcast go listen to us we're up there um and you'll get like free movies out of it like what more do you want my god we'll come to, we'll, like, me and uh me and Nardeep will come to your house a date to be established in the future um and yeah that's it. This is, I think that's the move. I think we should start a like collective service that when you watch something on B Roger TV, the person who made it should be there. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll do like a commentary series at some point where we'll we'll you watch because look, we'll get ahead of Netflix. Netflix doesn't have commentaries on any of their films. Let's get ahead of that. Our ne- our platform has the film and a commentary with the writer, director, and star. And live while you're watching the movie. Yeah. And we comment on you too, as a viewer, <laughs> on what you might be doing. It's it's funny. One of the Kickstarter or Indiegogo uh, perks that I did for for Bog was I'll cook you a home cooked meal. They're already giving you their money. I don't know what you want. Like at least use their money to buy them something nice. <laughs> well, that was the only way to get the money. <laughs> that you. So they basically you were their slave, is what it sounds like. They were buying you. Welcome to filmmaking. You're <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But did so? Did you do that? How many videos did you have? I don't recall. How many uh, dinner requests did you have? I think we had three. I don't remember either. I think we had two or three. And you went all out? I only fulfilled one. Man. So you owe two peop- two more people. Well, one of them was from relatives in England, so they know that's never going to happen. And then, oh, you're not a man. You're not a man of your words. What we're getting here now. This is the real truth comes out. Podcast wraps up, and he's like, I don't care about nobody, son. It was my uncle, okay? It was... He probably wouldn't even let you come to his house and cook. He'd be like, what? My Masuji invited me to his house two weeks ago, so I'll have you know that we're good. No, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, like, he would... I didn't say he wouldn't invite you to his house. I'm saying he would probably not appreciate or want you to come to his house as a guest and cook him food. 
Oh hell no! That would be that would be That's insulting. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, you want to come to my apartment in L.A.? I'll cook you food. It's fine. And he's like, no, I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> get on a plane. Get on a plane and come to you. No, thank you. He's like, do you want me to have coronavirus? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So who was the third? Who was the third uh, person you didn't fulfill this promise to? Uh, he was, he's a friend of mine. He's a friend of mine. We, we yeah. He, he... Not anymore. He's not. <laughs> um... He didn't buy the perk online, so he did not know that he wanted it. And then he was like, hey, I, I gave you the money. I'm like, I know. You did. Thank you. And he's like, where's my dinner? I'm like, uh, you didn't buy it. <laughs> well, well, well. All right. Well, hey, um, that's a I good. <laughs> I, I made up for it in ways I could. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, man, for sitting down and having this talk. I had a wonderful time, which is all that matters. And I'm sure that listeners had a wonderful time. Um, and for some reason, if you still, for some of you, for still, if you thought, if that conversation wasn't enough to get you on the platform to watch these two films, then I can't help you, man. Um, I can't help you. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you for, again, taking time out of your busy, 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 busy schedule. Because, um, hey, we're writers, man, right? That's a schedule. Don't let them tell you otherwise. Working on that stuff, it takes time. Oh, yeah. Um, and time that I took away from you, precious time that you gave me to do this, uh, and I appreciate it. Um, so Nardeep, congrats on both of those films that we got and also just what you're going to do in the future. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Um, if you haven't checked out, I'm going to plug, I'm going to, I'm a Disney shill, man. They don't pay me enough for this, but Disney, if you haven't seen Mirror's Royal Detective, man, check that out. I want to check it out. I really just want to see those two, uh, those Sikh boys you mentioned. I want to see how those guys are portrayed. Um, I'm going to go and be like, who tied your turbans? Animators in India? <laughs> they must uh the animators in india must put in little things that like n- even the people in the states are like what uh, i wouldn't have that must be interesting I, I have to watch the episodes closer to see if they did but i mean like who do you i didn't even ask you who do you play in that show oh yeah so didn't even, <laughs> he's just like i'm in it but like you'll never know they're all indian <laughs> pretty much so they're they're, they're i'm a- almost every animal in the show yeah other yeah. than the two mongooses that calpan and ukar shambaker play Really? Um, I'm like, I so I'm making a bunch of animal sounds. That's actually, like, uh, so do they, they talk or just make animal noises? Animal noises. Um, <laughs> which is great. Uh, so like I'm, I'm, de- I'm detected, I'm Deputy Usha, the cow. I'm Raj, the chicken. I'm, I'm Banu, the goat. I'm all these things. Then I'm also a bunch of different townspeople. I'm this bag salesman. I'm the salesman in the town. I'm this one uh, character's dad, Mr. Puri. I'm, I'm, I'm a bunch of people. How much of your voice do you change for each of those? I mean, the animals I understand, but like the, the other people. Uh, I actually just watched an episode and I played three characters in the span of 10 seconds and you, and you, couldn't, and you couldn't tell. So the, what, so, so what, so see now I'm upset because you're taking away a job from me, but that's not the point. Uh, so, so the, so the voice, so the voices are different. Yes. Are they different in the sense of like one of them is, sounds like you now, one of them sounds like you're Masaji, and one of them sounds like yeah, pretty much. yeah, okay, no, it's uh, well, no, and there's no accents. It's more just like you know, you deepen uh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, true, true, true. Okay, cool, cool, cool. This is the man uh, take, uh, taking all of my jobs. You see this, America? Are you seeing this? Yeah, I'm he's, take, he's t- taking all the immigrant jobs too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, it's yeah. I, I, I'm gonna check it out, and I'll shoot you a line. I, I'm, I've been wanting to check it out for. A bunch of other reasons. That's more of a personal one now, but uh, that's interesting. It's a. It's really cool that you got that gig, man. Uh, I hope you get to do that play that you're hopefully gonna still do when this is all uh, lifted. 
Um, and if you're not, the offer still stands. We can do it here in the next time. But that's all right. If you Prep your British you accent. Mine's pretty bad right now. Mine so. is pretty. I've put a lot of practice into this. Uh, I'm very good at only a few accents. I love accents. So uh, uh, British is one of them to the point that if I start talking like this, I can't stop talking like this. And now it's going to be a problem. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got to like bring in another one. And so my go-to accent is uh, I go like straight. I'm East Coast. Like we'll go we'll go Brooklyn, Brooklyn, or we'll go like Boston. Um, and Boston's pretty good. Uh, Boston? Yeah. But you do a Boston accent? Boston, no. No, you got to learn because it's it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> I can see it. It's hard. It's hard to do that accent. It's uh it's difficult. Ah. But uh, but yeah. Again, I'm I'm just enviously keeping you to myself because uh, I'm having a good time. But as as we did say, this is the new Tinder, so this is the only way I can get those hits, people. Um, we've done more. We've done more than swipe right, my friend. Even though you won't cook me dinner, because that's not a thing you do. Uh, all right, well, I won't cook for you either. So, do you know how to cook? I'm not. No, my my. Uh, I can say it like with a sense of shame. I say it with a sense of great shame that I'm. Uh, I can make very few things, and they're all things that like none of our people would be proud of me making. Um, Get emails from Chef Boyardee. Though uh, I was actually never a fan of the the, the chef uh, growing up, but I can make tea, which I think is like level one of how good of an Indian person you are. Make a chai tea. I can make a, I can make a tea tea as the as the as they call it. Well, you make the tea, and I'll make some sog and some chole. Oh my god, you gotta got another. All right, cool, 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 cool. And I will bring in some samosa because I feel like. Got to now. And get some coffee because I've been craving that. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Done. I'll bring the appetizer and dessert. You bring the main, main dish. All right. You heard it here first. But we're not going to do this until after Corona's done because star-crossed lovers over here. Anyway, thank you for listening to another edition. We're going to hopefully be more regular now since we took a nice two, three-week break from bothering to do this anymore. Um, but we're all, hopefully you're all safe and healthy out there um, listening to this because, hmm. um, thank you so much, Nardeep, again for doing this. I appreciate it. Until we bridge again, man. You'll play it. I'm a little bit